You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 99. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Dr. Jenna Hua, registered dietitian and environmental health scientist, who is sharing her tips and advice when it comes to getting harmful toxins out of our lives. Jenna's story is inspiring, and some of the insights she shares today are shocking. Don't even get me started on the surprising place we find BPA these days. If you desire to live in a cleaner home, you definitely want to listen to this episode. Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Hey there, my wannabe minimalist friend. Welcome back to the show. Today is a good one. My recent guests have been so inspiring, and this episode is no exception. You are in for a treat. We're moving a little closer to home today, So, in, but instead of chatting about what to put in our homes or declutter from our homes, we're actually looking at how to declutter toxins from our bodies. A big part of minimalism for me is living intentionally, and that includes being intentional about things like what I bring into my home, how I set it up, how I manage my time and my energy, who I spend time with, what I eat and feed my family, and what products I use in and on my body. We live in San Diego and go to the beach a lot, so one of the things that is front and center for us is sunblock. Plus, we lost my father-in-law to melanoma, so protecting us against skin cancer is paramount in this house. But protecting the oceans is also important for us. Because of that, we have always used a mineral-based reef-safe sunblock. All right, and I use this example because I think it helps demonstrate what today's conversation is all about. There are products on the market that we are free to purchase. Everything out there, we're free to purchase it. But that doesn't mean that they are great, either for us or for the environment. That means we need to educate ourselves. And it doesn't have to be strenuous, I promise. After the next 30-ish minutes, you will have some takeaways that will make a big impact in your life so that we can live better, fuller, cleaner lives. We don't know the full implications of these toxins, and I don't want to be a guinea pig or let my kiddo be a guinea pig to see what they do in the long term. And that's why I'm so excited about chatting with our guest today. A research dietitian and environmental health scientist by training, Dr. Jenna Hua's past research has focused on how our surrounding environment impacts our behaviors and health. Jenna holds a BS in nutrition and an MPH and PhD in environmental health sciences from UC Berkeley and completed her postdoctoral fellowship at Stanford Medicine. Yep, she's legit. She founded Million Marker, a health tech startup dedicated to empowering everyone with the data and tools to determine how the products they use, the food they eat, and the water they drink negatively or positively influence their health. Be ready for a few surprising moments. Give it a listen. And when you're done, head over to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 99 to get the show notes for today's episode with links to Jenna's website and take advantage of the special offer that we chat about at the end. Again, you can find it all at wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 99. And now let's get to our conversation. 
Well, hi, Jenna. Welcome to the Wannabe Minimalist Show. How are you doing today? Very good. Thank you so much for having me, Diana. Oh, my pleasure. So I know on this show, we are generally talking about our homes, but we are going to talk today about our bodies and really our bodies are what it's all about because if we don't have our bodies then none of the rest of it matters so health is super important and i am so excited that you are here with us today to have this conversation so for my listeners who have not or who are not really so versed in this can you tell us a little bit about yourself and also what led you to your journey with looking at chemicals in the human body my name is Jenna. I'm the founder and CEO of a, a health tech startup called Million Marker. I was uh, trained as a dietitian and the environmental health scientist. I was uh, very frustrated during my research um, years ago that we completely lack of data and completely lack of the science communication to let the public know that why they need to care about their environmental exposures. Because your environmental exposures that's talking about the air you breathe, the food you eat, the products you use, all of these things actually contribute to about 70% of your chronic disease risk versus your genetic accounts for about 30%. Yet we don't have the tools, we don't have the knowledge to equip the, the public to do something about these exposures to optimize their health. I was very frustrated with no tools, no data. Um, and I also had a lot of fertility struggles myself. So because I studied these things, I knew they could impact fertility, they could impact our overall health. When I went to the doctors after, you know, four mis late, late stage miscarriages, the doctor was just telling me, good luck next time. So it was very unsatisfying and I was seeking answers myself. So I really wanted to have a test like this to give me, maybe even just give me a sense of assurance that, not, you know, this is not something that I need to worry about. Uh, but yet when I went to the doctor, they asking for a test, an environmental exposure test. They told me the only test available is heavy metal. There's nothing else. So it, it was a, it, it was very mind boggling to me that this day and age that, you know, we can test our genes, which we can do very little about. Yet this is something, environmental exposure is something that we can take action to actually minimize toxic chemical exposure, yet nobody knows about it. And then there's no service available. So that prompted me to start the company that I think we need tools like this to equip everyday consumers, everybody to understand their exposure and to understand how our environment impact our health and to do something about it. Wow, brilliant. Well. I'm, I'm so sorry to hear about the, um, you know, your four late stage uh, miscarriages, but I am just in awe of how you've taken that and turned it into something that can help so many other people. So um, first, let me just say thank you for doing that for others that are struggling in the same area. So that's amazing that you, you took something negative and are really turning it into a positive. So. Yeah, I think people do need to talk about it more, you know, then collectively, we can actually find solutions. Um, it was very yeah. surprising to me, you know, humans being reproducing for thousands of years, but there are so many things we have not figured out. And we don't yeah. even talk about it. So I think there needs to be more talk and then there, you know, less stigmatism. And so then, you know, collectively, we can find solutions together. 
Right. It doesn't need to be taboo. Lots of people, like you said, lots of people have been doing this for a very long time. The only reason we're here is because we've been reproducing. So <laughs> let's talk about it. Um, so, well, you kind of stated there, I know your company's mission um, is about helping women with their fertility, but for someone like me, I'm, I'm done having children. And so why is this still important for, for someone like me? So these chemicals that we're talking about, these environmental exposures actually impact everyone throughout your life's course. Um, the reason we first wanted to focus on fertility or parents expecting, you know, trying to conceive is that developmental timing really matters. That means the younger you get exposed to the potential, more detrimental impact it could have. So we think you start intervening when people are trying to conceive, this is actually a really good time that you actually get the biggest bang for your bucks because these chemicals impact egg quality, impact sperm quality. So you, if you started detoxing and then having, you know, living a really good lifestyle, low tox lifestyle, that means you would have better egg quality. You would have better sperm quality. You would have better embryo quality. You're also creating a really great environment for your unborn children. At the same time, when your kid is born, right, you already have, you're already on this path for a really healthy lifestyle. That means your kid is also going to be on this healthy lifestyle. So this is, the, this is the why we're um, trying to focus on this population first. But everyone needs to care about these exposures because anytime you have a hormone shift, these chemicals will impact you. You're talking about, you know, child growth and when kids is growing rapidly, young kids. And also when young kids, when their detox system has not been fully built. So having extra chemical exposure, it will hurt their growth. We have seen studies showing that kids with higher exposures or higher exposure in a womb, it's linked to developmental issues like lowered IQ, language learning, um, delayed language learning abilities, all these things, ADHD, autism, it's all being linked to these chemicals. And these chemicals have been linked to diabetes, breast cancer. So um, PCOS, endometriosis, low sperm quality, you name it. So everyone needs to care about these things. And the other thing is, you know, we're actually like a 98% of the population have detectable level of these chemicals. They're literally like everywhere. So it's if you don't pay attention, you will just get exposed to it day in and day out. So everybody should care um, because, you know, you actually just don't know when your cup's going to get full one day. So reducing exposures are really important for everyone. Well, my next question was going to be, how can we tell if we've been exposed to toxic chemicals? But I can guarantee you I'm not in that lucky 2% because I just live in the normal world. So I guess we can say that we have all been exposed um, to these chemicals. And there's so let's talk about let's talk a little bit more about the science behind it, maybe, or how we know or like, I know there's going to be people out there that are like, okay, well, Sure, she studied it, but what does that mean? What does it mean that you've studied it? Who else is studying this? What are these toxic chemicals? Let's let's go a little base level so that we can, if there's people listening that are like, I have absolutely no idea what she means, what are some of these things? So um, toxins or toxic chemicals, um, they can actually, they can be naturally occurring or it can be man-made. 
So we have like naturally occurring toxins. If you think about it, like aflatoxin, you find in um, in nuts, if moldy nuts or mold, those are natural toxins. We don't really worry so much about natural toxins because they're pretty much regulated. Like food is regulated and your exposure to these toxins, the, the, your chances of exposed to these toxins are relatively low. What we worry wor worried about is these man-made toxins. And these class of toxins, we actually call them hormone disrupting chemicals, one of them. And hormone disrupting chemicals or endocrine disrupting chemicals, we can take a step back thinking about you know, your hormone. Your hormone literally controls every bodily function you have from your sleep, your metabolism, to your growth, your mood, um, everything is controlled by a hormone. And a hormone works in this kind of like lock and key function. So basically your key has to fit and they work in such tiny amount. So that means, you know, you just need a one drop of water, like one drop in a 25 size Olympic swimming pool. That's how much it requires for hormone to cause a downstream impact. It's tiny, 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 tiny amount. So you never ever want your hormone to be out of sync. Um, the issue though is when, you, when these hormone disrupting chem chemicals come in, they make your hormone out of sync. So when you have a hormone imbalance, then you can think about all the downstream impact it could have. So that's why like, we care about these hormone disrupting chemicals. Scientists literally have been doing this research for over 30, 40 years. We have mountains of research demonstrating mm -hmm. that people with higher exposure to these chemicals having worse outcome, health outcome. So they've been linked to, as I mentioned, child developmental issues, breast cancer, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, um, and fertility issues. So we have seen like literally decades of study showing that. Um, I think the unfortunate truth is a lot of the science has not been translated to the public because as you mentioned, a lot of people are, I'm not even aware, right? Like, I don't know, even know where to start. Like, why do I even need to care about this? Because right. we don't. We know we're being exposed to every day, but you don't really feel it the next day, right? Even if right. I start detoxing, I'm using good part, I'm doing that. I don't really feel it the next day. But the issue is that we just don't know down the road what kind of impact what on you uh, these chemicals could have. Right, because it's kind of indiv individualized, right? So like it could affect somebody a lot and then somebody exposed to the same chemicals may not be as affected. And Okay. Right. So- what about those naysayers out there that are like, well, I mean, if these are so bad, then why is it in all of our, you know, why are we all being exposed to it? Why is it allowed in our products? I think this is like a really complicated question. Um, <laughs> for example, if we know, well, we already know that fast food is bad for us, right? Fast food is linked to metabolic syndrome right. and linked to diabetes, all these things, even cancer, food additives are bad. Why are we still using it? I think it's it the same thing. Good, it's I also, <laughs> right. It tastes good. And it's also, I think it's very political and it's also very, it's an economical problem, right? So some of the chemical that we're talking about, um, BPA and phthalates, name, namely, um, these are major, major plasticizer additives that's have been added to plastics. And you think about plastic, right? <laughs> I mean, plastic is everywhere. How can we actually completely get rid of plastics? Not, not really but we really want people to reduce, reduce, reduce because 
plastic contains these chemicals that are bad for you. And I think this is also, again, if you think about the um, petroleum oil companies and we, they have all these like uh, oil byproducts and plastic is actually one of them. And then these chemicals has been used to make plastic. So you can think about it like the economic chain of, of say banning these chemicals, it would be really, really hard. Um, so it's a complicated issue. And on top of that, our government policy has not been you know, stringent enough. We literally have over 85,000 chemicals in use today. Many of those are hormone disrupting chemicals. Yet we only have about 1% of those chemicals with sufficient safety data. So a lot of time we don't even know if this chemical is, is safe enough and it's being already put in the product. Um, unfortunately, that's the truth. So while waiting for you know, the glacial pace of government policy to change, we wanna make sure consumers are equipped with this knowledge because you just can't rely on the government to protect you because many times we, we just don't have that policy in place. It's complicated, yeah. Huh, okay. All right. So then how can we as consumers make some swaps? What are some like easy, big impact swaps that we can make? Yes, many things we can actually do. And they're <laughs> hey. actually quite simple. Yes. So that, I think this is the encouraging part. Um, when you think about detoxing, thinking about swap, I always encourage people to think about where your exposures are coming from. So people's biggest exposure uh, from these toxic chemicals are mainly from food and from product use. So if you think about your food, we think about where you make your food, where you get your food, right? So we can start with the kitchen. Uh, highly recommend if anyone who's using a plastic Tupperware, get rid of that plastic Tupperware, use stainless steel or use glass. Because plastic Tupperware many times are made of these plasticizer chemicals, which can disrupt your hormones. And if you switch to glass um, or stainless steel, you buy it once, they actually last a lot longer and then you avoid this exposure. So anything that comes in contact with your food, think about that. Tupperware is you know, where I would start first. Think about your pots and pans. So non-Teflon -tef uh, coated pans, these non-stick pans, many times people use, it has been used like uh, PFAS, which is people might have heard about in the news, it's a forever chemical to use in these non-stick coating, highly suggest people to get a, a stainless steel or cast iron pan. Ceramic will work too. So avoid a Teflon coating, especially if your non-stick pan is already scratched up. So if it's scratched up, ditch that immediately because you're getting that exposure. Then you think about your Ziploc bag, right? The Ziploc bag, again, plastic. Um, you can think about switching to a silicone bag. So silicone bag, make sure you get um, a food grade or medical grade or platinum based silicone because all, not all silicones are created equal. So when you use um, a food grade, medical grade or platinum based silicone, these are usually don't come with toxic fillers. So they're generally safer. So uh, storage bag, that's another thing I would think about. And lastly is uh, ditch your certain wraps. Oftentimes people will, you know, microwave that plastic and put a certain wrap on top of it. So microwave by microwaving plastic, the heat will actually increase the release of these chemicals. And 
think about that heat and on the stern wrap, everything comes in contact with your food. Ditch that stern wrap, use a bee wax wrap instead. Okay, good. Those are fantastic. Because again, I think those are things people can understand, relate to, get behind and and not think like, oh God, I've got to think about every little thing I do. But I do like kind of these big things. Um, so one thing, what about like those steamer bags for vegetables? I put those in a glass bowl and then put like a glass <laughs> plate on top <laughs> and put those in the microwave if I have to microwave it if I'm running short on time. But like, are those, those steamable bags aren't great, right? I would not use those bags. Okay. Um, just putting the in a glass container, put a lid on. But yeah. if you don't, if you if the your glass container come with a plastic lid, I would use a plate instead, ah. like on put on top. Also, just anything plastic, do not microwave it. Okay. Do not heat. I also often see people drink bottled water. Right, uh, bottled water is another yeah. place to please ditch that. Um, if you. If you, you know, for emergency reasons, you have bottled water, fine. But I also often see people, you know, you buy a big pack of uh, uh, water, uh, bottled water from Costco and then you leave that in your car and your car is baking the sun. So that's not good. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> don't, don't leave that plastic water bottle in your car, I guess, baking the sun because it's going to leach chemicals into your water and then you're drinking it. Same as, you know, if you store anything plastic, you know, especially for kids' toys, uh, we also recommend parents to store anything plastic, toys, whatever, in shady areas, not uh -huh. like exposed to the sun, because that will also, again, increase the release of these chemicals. Got it. Okay, so let's talk about plastic toys for a second. Um when my daughter was younger, we were really good about trying to do, you know, the wooden toys and more natural things. And as she's gotten older and, you know, kids parties and all the tchotchkes and all those little treasures, okay, they all come into play. So is this a, this is more of a problem if you're putting this in your mouth, right? Not necessarily skin touch for this plastic stuff, or is it a little bit of, is it kind of a gray area? It's kind of a gray area. You okay. can get exposed to chemicals by touching it. Um, okay. So one example is BPA. So BPA, one biggest source of BPA exposure is from thermal receipt. So your gas station receipt, your grocery store receipt, we always recommend people not to touch that receipt. What? Because by touching it, you're actually exposing yourself to BPA. <laughs> right. It's always a surprise to people. You've Get your receipt and all that. If you absolutely have to touch that receipt, wash your hand after because your skin actually absorb a lot of that chemicals into your skin is actually one of the biggest culprit that we see people's exposure with BPA. So don't touch receipts. You've got to be kidding. All right. Well, that's helpful. Okay. Now I'm just going to tell everybody for paper clutter problems and for environmental like toxic chemicals, I am shocked. Oh my gosh. But well, we were even seeing <sighs> like increased exposure during the pandemic because, you know, people use hand sanitizer, right? Like another area, you know, we can talk about in a bit is uh, people's exposure to toxic chemicals through yeah. their personal care product. Okay. So Let's what happened during that. the pandemic? Yeah. What happened during the pandemic is that, you know, people use a lot of hand sanitizers, but not mm -hmm. all the sanitizers are created equal again. Like, you know, some of them have these toxic chemical in it, fragrance, fragrance, a lot of time contains phthalates. Not only that, many 
times hand sanitizer will add this other chemical to enhance the penetration of the chemicals. It's a chemical called pentylene glycol, which increases the penetration of other ingredients, um, you know, into your skin. You know, this chemical as itself, it's not a problem. You know, if you have other nutritious, you know, ingredients that's good for your skin, great. This chemical will help it penetrates better. However, it's using sanitizer with other toxic chemicals with it. It's going to increase other toxic chemicals exposure. And at the same time that you end up touching some receipts, well, that's, yeah. again, it's going to double, it's become a double whammy. Exactly. I just went to the grocery store. I've got my receipt. I, you know, put it in my bag. I get in my car. First thing I do, hand sanitizer. Son of a bee sting. Okay. Gosh. Great. Right. So these are the things to, to think about. And then when you, you know, shop for personal care product, <sighs> um, always, we always recommend people to read um, ingredient labels to see, okay, what are the ingredients in there? So whenever you see fragrance, please ditch that because fragrance is almost a code for phthalates. So phthalates, yeah. again, is another chemical that disrupts your hormones. So opting for fragrance-free. Uh, manufacturers now started using, you know, ambiguous words like aroma, <laughs> like perfume aroma, um, and even unscented. So unscented is actually a scent. So always opting for fragrance-free. Oh, man. Sneakies. We will be right back. And now back to the show. Okay, so let's talk about other product swaps. So definitely stay away from fragrance or any of these sneaky words they're now using. Um, what other things can we swap out pretty easily? So I would think also think of what's that one product you use in pretty large amount every day. Like for me, that first thing I think about is my shampoo and conditioner. I wash my hair every day and then, you, you know, you use a, a pretty chunk, chunky part, right? For a blob of shampoo you use every day. And that's a lot more than you use, say, a face serum or something. So that's where I would look um, is take a look at the back of your shampoo bottle to see if it has fragrance in it. If it does, ditch that. Um, that would be, you know, and if you buy, you know, a big bottle of shampoo, it lasts you several months. So make sure you get that swapped out. You know, if you do your laundry, which you use your laundry detergent all the time, also in large amount, I would also check that, making sure that my laundry doesn't have phthalates, doesn't have fragrance in it. Um, if it does, ditch that. Um, another hidden chemical is paraben. So paraben is uh, usually used as preservatives in personal care products. Um, it will also be in your either hand sanitizer, laundry detergent, even dishwasher detergent, your shampoo conditioner. So if you see parabens, also definitely ditch that because that's also another form of disrupting chemical. And paraben is also can be very sneaky. It can also be used as preservatives in packaged goods, like, you know, um, packaged food. So, and it's not even labeled as paraben in packaged food. So that's another tip that we like to give to people is that, you know, trying to reduce eating packaged goods uh, because you just don't know like how much these additive has been added. So, you know, by eating in saves money, you have better control of your food quality and reducing toxic chemical exposures. 
All right. Good to know. Gosh, darn it. All these sneaky, sneaky ways people are getting that, getting that stuff in. It's not a surprise. 98% of us have been ex have exposure to these toxic chemicals. Um, okay. So then I guess let's, what is kind of a detox process? Is it possible to detox? What does that look like? Feel like how long does it kind of, do you think it might take for our bodies to recover? I'm hoping for some good news here. <laughs> Yes, there's definitely, actually, there's bad news and a good news. Which okay. one do you want to hear first? <laughs> uh, let's do the bad news and then good news. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so um, the bad news is that we actually have many different classes of chemicals. We have persistent toxic chemicals. We also have transient toxic chemicals. So persistent chemicals, unfortunately, because they're persistent, they actually stay in your body for a long, long, long time. Um, it's really hard to get rid of them. If you think about plastic, uh, no, persistent chemicals, one really big one is DDT. DDT has been used as pesticides. You know, it's been banned for more than 30 years. But if you test someone today, uh, testing their blood, you will still find DDT in their body. Unfortunately, it's just something that we don't get rid of easily. Uh, PFAS, which I mentioned, the chemical in nonstick pans, that's also a forever that's why we call it a forever chemical. It's a persistent chemical. Once you get exposed to, it just stays in your body for a long time. Unfortunately, we don't get rid of those easily. Um, that's something to consider. So you don't want extra exposure. That's why we need to, you know, swap out the nonstick pans. Uh, and even thinking about your water, because our water source many times are contaminated with these chemicals as well as heavy metal. So we always recommend people to use a water filter. Any filter is better than no filter, but if you can get your hands on um, a reverse osmosis water filter, that's sort of a cash doll filter, you'll filter out all these toxic chemicals. So definitely consider that. Um, so, the, so persistent chemical is something it's harder to get rid of. Um, so definitely pay attention on the exposure. The good news <laughs> is that there's this other class of chemical, which is a transient chemical that I just talked about, BPA, phthalates, paraben. These are transient chemicals. They actually clears out of your body within 24 to 48 hours. So if you eliminate your exposure, then your body will just naturally get rid of them, which is very, very encouraging. That's why we ask people to you know, pay attention on these things, these tips, because then you're preventing yourself um, getting exposure to these transient chemicals. So that's the good news. That's fantastic news. That's really that's good news. That's very fantastic news. Very fantastic news because, right. I mean, I think I'm over 30, so I guarantee there's gonna be DDT in my body because let's just be honest, that's, it's probably just a thing, right? Um, and again, I'm sure I've used nonstick pans in my life. My mom has used nonstick pans in her life. So I'm sure I've got that as well. Everyone did. Everyone did. Gosh, darn it. So, okay, well, I can't get rid of those, but I can do what I can and I can get rid of these transient ones. And it's awesome that they'll get out of your system as quickly. And then hopefully my child hasn't been exposed to at least DDT. I can't guarantee she hasn't had the other one, but um, PFAS, but definitely at least the DDT, right? Unless we can pass that on, mm -hmm. which I guess maybe she does because I birthed her. <laughs> oh gosh. Unfortunately, yeah. some of these chemicals do pass on. That's yeah. why we, uh, we have seen they pass on generations. Mm. And that's why, again, 
it just kind of go back to the topic of why we want to make sure parents who are thinking about having kids right. start act start acting like you know start changing your lifestyle to minimize this exposure right. for the longest time we thought these chemical is not going to cross the placental barrier unfortunately they do and you do see your grandparents exposure is showing up in the grandkids hmm. crazy oh gosh all right. Well, we're going to focus on the positive and know that we can change a lot of this for ourselves and we can take back a lot of control. Now, um, if people want to find out more, so tell them more about your company. I know you guys offer. So you were talking about how when you started out, the doctors only had this heavy metal test, but you have created a new test for people to be able to test for these toxins in their bodies. Tell us about that. How does the test work? What do, do I have to like prick my finger and send you blood? Do I just give you a urine sample? What is, how does that all work? Yeah, very, very good question. Um, so we provide a direct to consumer mailing urine test. So okay. these transient toxins, we actually test in urine, easy peasy, just pee in a cup, Yay. send us your pee pee um, <laughs> and we get it tested. So the service where people can order a test kit online because there are so many products out there and everyone's exposure is different. So we think providing this personalized approach is really important for people to understand what's in their body, what's their exposure and exactly what they can do about it based on their lifestyle and their product use. So uh, people can simply order a test kit online. We ask you to complete an exposure journal before you send us your urine sample. The exposure journal asks about what you've consumed, like what you have eaten in the last 24 hours and uh, you know, packaged food, what's your, what kind of kitchen utensil you use? Did you eat takeout? Um, and we ask about all the product you've used from personal care product to laundry, to anything that you've used, uh, you let us know. Then you send us your urine sample. We get your sample analyzed. Right now we test for 13 different chemical metabolites, includes BPA, BPA alternatives, which I can go into BPA alternative a little bit later because BPA has been banned, you know, since 2012, uh, thanks to conscious mothers to ban BPA from uh, baby sippy cups. And however, manufacturers, again, because we have no regulation, they have become very clever. Now they have used BPA alternatives, which very common, you see BPS and BPF, they can literally swap a letter. You can have a chemical from BPA or the BPZ or any combination of the alphabet, which is really, really crazy. And so now we test for BPS, BPF. We test for five of the phthalates, four parabens, as well as oxybenzone. Oxybenzone is a chemical also used as a UV blocker in sunblocks, Lots which kills coral reefs and yeah. also a hormone disrupting chemical. So we test these things. Uh, once we analyze your urine sample, we let you know your levels, how you compare with our existing users, how you compare with the national average, and then paired with your lifestyle journal, uh, we let you know where in your life you need to make a swap, where are your toxic chemical exposures are coming from and where you can make a swap. Um, then you can decide if you want to, you know, get retested again to double check or monitor your, your progress. Okay, a quick little interruption here because I don't think we talk about this until later. If you are interested in getting this kit that Jenna is talking about right now, this at-home toxicity kit, you can get it on her website at millionmarker.com. And then she has also been generous enough to offer a $10 off coupon for listeners of this show. So you can get $10 off your order by using code wannabe at checkout. 
W-A-N-N-A-B-E. Enter that code at checkout and you will get $10 off your order. Okay, back to the show. Really interesting. And that you make it easy that someone like... I'm not gonna lie, I don't really enjoy giving blood. I'm a pretty queasy kind of a person. So <laughs> all you have to do is pee pee in a cup and send it to you. I love it, all right. right. Um, no, that makes it nice and easy. And what's the turnaround time usually for that? The turnaround time, we're trying to make it less than four weeks. Right now okay. we're saying like four to eight weeks, but we're trying our best to, to reduce it down to four weeks. So then you know your exposure and start making changes. Got it, okay, fantastic. All right. So let's talk about, well, we already, you kind of covered the, the thing. So basically just seeing BPA free is not guys, again, that's probably code for, Hey, we just made it out of something else. That's also not good for you. Right. Is that what that means? Right. Right. Exactly. So okay. avoid touching receipt BPA can also be found in again, shatterproof uh, plastics. So, you know, Tupperware, make sure yeah. to swap those out. Um, BPA also used as a um, can lining. Mm -hmm. So any canned food, uh, not just canned food, but also canned drinks. So, you know, we've seen a lot of people drinking LaCroix and all these, yeah. you know, canned bottle, canned bubble water waters. and other things, sparkling waters. Yeah. Um, if you, even if the can says BPA free, it doesn't mean it's completely free. So across the board, we have seen our testers, you know, if they drink a lot of these canned drinks, you can see their level goes up. So, you know, wow. drink normal water. If you're going to drink this, you know, carbonated water, choose yeah. a glass bottle instead, instead of canned or plastic water bottle. Okay. What about like milk containers or like juice that comes in the square box? containers right like not the plastic the, jugs but i think the square box is a little bit better but we don't yeah. have enough data to show okay. okay what's exactly in these boxes and different manufacturer kind of use a little bit different things i mean ultimately the burden really shouldn't be on the consumer but right. unfortunately at this point you just gotta look out for yourself yeah i mean i think if you're gonna drink something that's not water right out of your water filter the best you're going to be able to do probably are those boxes, right? Because if you mm -hmm. do a plastic milk jug, you've got a plastic juice bottle, you've got a canned. So, ay, ay, ay. all right. Whenever you see glass, choose glass. Right. Choose glass if you can. That's right. They do some sometimes still sell glass. Sometimes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I do think there was a lot in there that was definitely positive. I am, you know... I, there's definitely a lot that is like, you've got to be kidding me that we've got to deal with this just because of money. Got it. Um, but I do think we can take responsibility for some of these things and make some changes that don't have to be life altering. They don't have to be this giant thing. And I think if we can make, you know, 80% changes is way better than just, well, whatever. I can't, you know, I can't make a hundred percent. So I think if we can get 80%, we're going to be doing a lot better than. Huh. Oh, than oh, absolutely. <laughs> we definitely don't. I mean, this is like kind of a doom and gloom topic, you know, and uh, then we don't want this. We don't want people to feel doom and gloom. And we don't want people to feel overwhelmed because yeah. if you feel that way, you're not going to make any changes, but you right. can really, really start small. You don't have to spend a ton of money all at once. You, you make swap one thing at a time. Again, start with your kitchen, start yeah. thinking about the, the one personal care product that you use the most often because your body have this natural detox system, uh, which is really encouraging. 
Yeah. You know, if you just bought that bottle of shampoo, don't worry about it. Finish using, but make sure the next time you you replenish your pantry, replenish your personal care products. You know, buy a better product because ultimately, you know, using better product is actually not just good for your health. It's also good for the environment because a lot of these chemicals are petroleum-based chemicals. You know, you by make by making a swap, you're actually Creating a much more sustainable environment for the generations to come. Well, that's fantastic news. All right, so um, Jenna, tell people what your website is again. And I know you have a freebie on your website. I was looking at it, and it was like a list of products. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, people can find us on uh, our website www.milliammarker.com. Um, it's a little bit of a mouthful, but I think that maybe I'll take a little bit of time to explain why we call ourselves Million yeah. Marker. Um, is it's our aspiration to be able to discover over a million biomarkers one day to help people optimize their health, and then you know to take really take prevention into your own hands, so then you know you don't have to experience disease and or or anything lower quality of life in the future. So that's our aspiration. And do doing education, making information accessible and easily digestible is also a mission for the company. So we have a ton of content on on our website just providing education. We've curated a list of uh, low tox, toxic free product on on our website. So we did the homework. So you don't have to. These products are ranging from personal care products to a home product. Uh, so please check it out. Absolutely. It's a really great list. And I, it, it was a very long list, so I didn't actually get a chance to look at um, all of the products. But yeah, definitely check it out, guys. If you have any questions on, you know, what kind of products you should be using, um, I really, I looked at a few of those products and they looked amazing. And some of them I was very familiar with. So I felt, oh, I had a moment of like, okay, <laughs> yay. Um, so there's some definitely uplifting uh, moments there. So we'll make sure we link to all of it in the show notes. So um, if you guys can't get that down millionmarker.com. Um, and then we'll make sure we have those links too. So my favorite way to wrap up um, these interviews is with three rapid fire questions. And the first one is what does minimalism mean to you? I think minimalism means to me is like only have the absolutely necessary things, um, have living a simple life, less complications, both materialistically and mentally. Yeah. Oh, great. And number two, what's one of your favorite pieces of advice? It could be about minimalism, decluttering, healthy living, life in general, products, you know, whatever it is that you'd like to share today. I feel like healthy living can be simple and um, we can literally start with decluttering to achieve minimal minimalism because by decluttering, we're also reducing dust. Like dust is another culprit for toxic yeah. chemicals. So I think decluttering, not owning a lot of things actually will help you, you know, detox. And I think it's a, it's an act of health optimization and creating a, a sustainable planet hmm. just by decluttering. That's great. I've, I've never thought about it from that angle and I thought about it from a lot of angles. So great. Awesome. And the last one is what is making you happy right now or in this season of your life? I'm happy we're recording this podcast <laughs> <laughs> Me too. so that I feel like other can uh, learn more about, you know, how to be a minimalist, a declutter and detox. 
Yeah, absolutely. And just live more intentionally and with purpose and, and healthier so that we can live longer and just really enjoy the quality of life that we have available to us. So awesome. What absolutely. a great way to end the show. Thanks, Jenna. Well, um, like I said, thank you for this really inspiring conversation. I know a lot of it can feel overwhelming, but you gave us some really amazing tips that we can implement right away that will make a big impact in our lives. And thank you for um, for doing the work you do and uh, turning some really challenging moments in your life uh, to positive to help the rest of us. So thank awesome. you so much for having me. My pleasure. All right. Cheers. Have a great day. You too. Okay, okay. I know that that topic can feel a little doom and gloom, and we even mentioned that in our conversation. But please know that all hope is not lost. There were specific actions that Jenna mentioned, and I will recap them here. So in your kitchen, swap out products that you know are harmful. One, instead of using nonstick pans, opt for stainless steel or cast iron pots and pans. Two, do not use plastic if it comes in contact with your food, especially if you heat it up. So things are, these are going to be things like cooking utensils, food storage containers like Tupperware, plastic cling wrap, steamable vegetable bags, and baggies. Three, use food-grade silicone. I was happy to find out that this is still okay. Glass and stainless steel, as these materials do not leach chemicals into your food. And four, limit your use of canned products, including canned beverages, as these are lined with BPA or BPA alternatives, which turn out to be worse than the original. Ugh, I mean, yeesh, crazy, right? If you feel lost, please check out the show notes because I have included links to some products that fit the bill here that are going to be better than the products that you might be using currently. And when it comes to your skincare products, I highly encourage you to download the guide that Jenna has on her website. You can find it again at millionmarker.com. It is a wonderful resource and they have put in countless hours on this. It's an extensive list. So I know that you're going to be able to find some products on there that will work for you. You might also be excited to find some of your favorite products are already on there. Maybe you have a few things that you need to replace, but maybe you won't have to replace everything. And again, remember, take it little by little. So you can just replace one thing at a time. As you run out of your shampoo, the next time you buy shampoo and conditioner, choose a more sustainable and a better product, right? These can be things that we do over time. It does not have to be all at one. It's not all or nothing. Please remember that. And a couple more things. If you want to check out the level of the toxins already in your system so that you can make changes to correct for imbalances, I want you to check out that home toxicity kit created by Jenna's team. You can also get $10 off your order by using code wannabe at checkout. And because I want to help make this easier for you, I went through the ordering process and tested it. You will enter the code on the same screen where you enter your payment information. It's like the second or the third step. So don't worry when you don't see that option on the first page of the order process. Again, that code is wannabe. That's W-A-N-N-A-B-E, all one word. And by entering that code, you will get $10 off your order. And the final thing I want to encourage you to do is actually something that came up after Jenna and I had this conversation. After we recorded it, I was watching HBO and I noticed a four-part documentary that had just come out. It's called Not So Pretty, and it actually backs up everything that Jenna said on today's show. 
In fact, after watching the documentary, I thought it would be amazing to have Million Marker have the test for Million Marker offered on the resources page for the show. So if you have any connections at HBO or to the producers of Not So Pretty, please let me know so that I can get them in touch with Jenna. The more we are talking about and working together on this topic, the better. Okay, I know this was a lot, and if you feel overwhelmed, again, please just take a breath and resolve yourself to work on just one piece of the puzzle. I will have all of the links I mentioned on my website at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 99. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 99. Head over there and pick where you want to start and then get that home test kit from Jenna. It's super easy to get started so you know where you're working from. Remember, knowledge is power. Thanks again for joining me for today's show. And if you made it this far, please consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcast. It makes my day and it helps me be able to book more guests on the show for you to discover and to learn from. I hope you have a fabulous day and I will see you back here next week for my 100th episode. I will be doing a big Q&A and I'm working on having something super special too, so you won't want to miss it. I'm Deanna Yates and you've been listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show. Cheers.